This podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network. Hey guys, just want to say thank you very much for coming back, and I truly appreciate you guys coming back and listening after 150 some odd odd episodes of this. I just want to say thank you very much to Mr. Brad Myers for coming on the show. He was a fantastic guest. Any of my podcast friends, if you're looking for a guest, I fully recommend hitting up Brad because he's a good dude. He's a good talker, even left in the uh, part where I went for a drink and he kind of took over the uh, show by himself for a minute or two, which was really fun. And yeah, he's a he's a ref, he's a commentator, he's a podcaster, and surprise, surprise, we got along. <laughs> now, here is a new thing going on with Gilmy Talks, guys. Besides the OIW Podcast Network... I have also just joined the Johnners Podcasting Network. The announcement hasn't been uh, been out on the Johnners thing yet, but my logo is on the cover page there, so I guess it's o- 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 official now. But I want you to go to Powered4TV. It is a British streaming service, and with the promo code Johnners, J-O-H-N-E-R-S, you can get 50% off. I've never heard of a promo code that gives you 50% off anywhere. And trust me, I listen to a lot of podcasts. So go check check that out because I will shortly be on there as well. No idea when. I got to figure all that stuff out. This is like I just found out a couple 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 days a couple days ago that I am actually doing this. So yeah, that's uh, different. Want you to go check that that out. And I know that uh, my boy George George Mackay and Lewis Carlin are both on there as a as a well. So yeah, and I just wanna wanna tell 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 you guys about it because you can see the best of British independent wrestling TV at an extremely low low price. And because trust me, guys, there's a lot more British wrestling than NXT UK, which kicks ass and is one of my absolute favorite products right now. But there is a lot more going on there. So go check out Powered 4 TV and use the promo code Johnners. And now, guys, here's the show with the one and only Brad Myers. It is a fantastic interview, if I, I do say, say so so myself, and I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I did recording it. Talk to you on the, uh, on the back half. Good morning, good evening, good night. How is everybody doing out there? This is Justin again, and welcome back to Gilmy Talks. My guest this week is the one and only Brad Myers. He is the one of one of the best referees in all of Ontario and all 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 over the states I well, I know you've been branching out there as a, as well he is truly one of the most professional nicest dudes I have heard about out there and people have been messaging me saying how much they love love this guy and he also is a wrestling commentator which is fantastic because we will be digging, we will be digging, digging into that a little bit. And he does have his own podcast, a not so wrestling podcast, which you can find on Spotify, 
you you if you guys can find me you know how finding a podcast works go 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 find it it's all good and hey brad how's it how's the day going man I was probably the nicest thing anyone's ever said about me in an intro. I'm gonna when this podcast drops, I'm gonna, I'm gonna download it. I'm gonna cut that and I'm gonna set it as my alarm every morning so I can be reminded of how cool I am. Oh yeah, because it is. I have screenshots I can literally show you of people saying, not even questions, just mentioning that. Oh, Brad, Brad, Brad's coming on. I love that guy. And this is not me just BSing you or being like, hey, oh, this, that, the the other thing. These are legitimate messages. And you are, I've never had a guest on with such a positive response when I put the questions out. And so. That makes me feel like, that makes me feel so good, man. Like I try uh, very hard to be a very positive person. So to know that people actually are picking up on that is is uh, it's pretty pretty heartwarming. So thanks for that. I appreciate that. Ah, well, here's the here's the thing. It's all true. So I'm happy to with say it, man. But I'll drink. I'll drink to that. Cheers. Salut. And for those people who listened to this is Brendan uh, last week, I think it dropped. I am not drinking. It is a wonderful thing. We're doing it again. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're doing it again. You pour a drink right now. I will go down, I will get the te- uh, 100% agave tequila from the freezer, and I will, you know what, fuck it, I'm uh, getting a drink. Yeah. There we go, guys. Yep. Hey, I I will seriously be right back in about three, three seconds. I'm going to edit this, hey Justin, edit this out with a fast forward effect or uh, uh, something. Or hear me out, Justin. Don't edit this out, and I'll talk during the podcast while you get a drink, Uh, because I'm a professional podcaster, so I can kill a couple minutes. Uh, So What's going on, guys? I'm taking over the show. This is my podcast now. This is Myers Talks. Uh, I'm a referee. I can count to three. Any higher? Eh, Maybe not. Um, I'm so happy to be here. Uh, I'm... I feel super grateful that people actually want to talk to me about my life because I don't really think it's that special. But, uh, you know, shout out to, to Gilmy for having me on here and that's taking a long time to get a drink. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's good to be here. It's uh, 6.22 on a Tuesday night. I'm going to spoil all of it. Uh, it's 6.22 on a Tuesday night. Uh, we set this interview up about a week ago. And uh, I've been excited about it all week, and now I'm here, and it's uh, Gilmy Talks, it's Brad Myers, and we're back. Oh, maybe not. I gotta walk around the table. Oh, as I'm kicking shit now. Alright. And my favorite creature on the entire world, right here. Let's see if I can pull that back a bit. The naked mole rat. Naked mole. I'm a penguin guy. Penguin guy? I'm a big penguin guy. I just found out the other day that there's like 19 different types of penguins, and my mind exploded. Oh, and this is the noise that a cork makes coming off, coming off a bottle, guys. There we go. There we go. There we go. Yeah, two fingers. I'll do three. And that's how I get myself into trouble. <laughs> Funny how this worked out, eh? Ah. Yep, there we go. I'm now set up again in my fancy uh, 
children's coffee mug because I couldn't find my proper drinking glass. Oh, sorry. That's fair. I got a lot of drinking glasses that come with two sixes. So, for example, I'm drinking out of a mason jar that says Smirnoff Sours on it. Uh, If you've never had Smirnoff Sour, or sorry, it's sourced. Uh, It's got uh, vodka mixed with juice. It's pretty Mm. good. It's pretty, pretty good. Oh, yeah. Take that port and make a five gallon liter of uh, uh, water. Losing you for one sec. Okay, you're back now. There we go. We're back. Yep. Uh, anyway, salut. Cheers. Yep. All right. And, well, how, how did you first get involved? Or, I'll back it up a bit. What was the spark that actually brought you to pro wrestling? Oh, man. Um, I've been a fan of wrestling probably my entire life, as far back as I can remember. Uh, I'm born in 1990, so, I mean, my formative years were during the Attitude Era, which, I mean, maybe not a good thing, maybe a good thing. Um, (laughs) But uh, I remember being a huge fan of Stone Cold Steve Austin, Basically, from the time I was probably seven until today. Um, and I remember just, like, any chance I could get to go to a wrestling show, I would jump on it. And uh, I met Bret Hart. I must have been, like, ten at the time at um, a flea market in Oakville. It's gone now. Uh, but it was called Dr. Fleas. And it's just whatever reason was there signing autographs. So I actually have a Bret Hart signed Calgary Flames hat, which is pretty cool. Uh, and I remember just being awestruck of like, man, this is a guy I see on TV every week, and now he's lit right here. Like, these are real person, these are real people. And then, um, yeah, when I found out about independent wrestling, it was through uh, UWA Hardcore, uh, which was based out of Mississauga at the time. And it was like, I went, and there was guys from Impact there, and it was like, oh, I see this guy on TV every week, and now he's wrestling right in front of me. And like from then, it was just anything I could do to to, to watch wrestling or, or be a part of wrestling, I would do. Um, my first thing I ever did in like Ontario Indies was uh, when Derek Wilde put out his best of and worst of DVD. Uh, he actually had me do the DVD covers for it. Uh, so I've got those kicking around somewhere, uh, which was the first thing that ever really brought me uh, into the wrestling business per se um oh and when i'm just gonna Smash jump in for in 20 just gonna jump in for one second i just noticed a question about uwa yeah uh can daniel son borrow okay. your uwa dvds daniel son i'll tell you what you come over you bring some booze uh you can sit on my couch we'll watch uwa together uh, as far as can you borrow them, eh, maybe not, because I don't know if I'm going to get them back because they're that good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, please, please con- con- continue with uh, uh, Smash. Yeah, so when Smash started, um, also shout out Danielson, that guy's the best. Um, when Smash started, they uh, they contacted me to do graphic design, and I was like, yeah, like I'll absolutely do it for you. And at the time, I was like, you know what? I don't really want to charge for it. Just give me free tickets to your show. Like, I'll come watch the show. We'll do that trade-off type thing. And that was that was fine by me. He, uh, 
I was always given a hard copy of whatever I designed for my portfolio and then, you know, free tickets, which when I was 22, I was like, yeah, like I'm, in, I'm in college. I can't afford to be spending money to go to a wrestling show. So I was like, this is great. Um, and then there was one day where there was a big snowstorm. And uh, it was the day that Chris Hero wrestled Lance Storm. And uh, everybody on the staff team couldn't make it. So I was like, hey, like, if you need help, let me know. Like, I can come. Like, uh, it was in Mississauga, which is close by where I live, thankfully. And uh, they're like, please, like, come help. So I helped them do everything. I worked hard cam that night. And I was like, hey, like, can I, like, just for shits and giggles, do commentary on the, uh, on the dark match? And they're like, yeah, like you've been here all day, just just do it. And Scott and I did commentary on it. And uh, after that, they're like, hey, like, do you want to do it full time? I was like, yeah, that sounds great. And then here we are. Today, uh, the twenty sixth of January is actually seven years since I called my first match for Smash, which was AJ Styles and Chris Hero in the main event. So how the hell does that ever happen? Yeah, I mean, I. <laughs> I knew you've been doing... Okay, let's just back it up. Chris Hero and AJ Styles. Holy shit, man. That is... Yeah. Um, oh. You want to talk about being nervous for, for your first ever calling of the wrestling show. I mean, like, I had done dark matches, and it was like, okay, this is my first full show, and the main event is Chris Hero and AJ Styles. At the time, uh, AJ had just been released from TNA, and Chris Hero had just been released from uh, WWE. So it was like the two hottest free agents. And for some reason, they were like, oh, yeah, Brad, you go ahead and do commentary on it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, and I've actually seen that match. I have heard your voice on many a Smash DVD. And what is that one question, Sean? Uh, my co-host, Tom Tom Morton, a.k.a. the cadet. Um, yes. He actually asked one, he's not with me today because uh, but Tom's question is, um, oh, wait, wait. this is what I think it is. I'm going to die. Oh no. It's, uh, which do you pref- find more pressure referee or commentator? See, that's a good question. Uh, it's not what I thought he was going to want me to talk about, which was the taco fest, uh, fight. But, uh, you know what? I think, I think being a referee is more pressure. Uh, because with commentary, as you know, with editing, you can go in and you can overdub something. Like if I fudge something up, I can go in and do a fix it in post. When you're a referee, there's no second chances. It's, you get one shot at it. And if you mess it up, then, you know, like you're screwed. That's it. So I, I think being a referee is definitely more, more pressure for sure. Oh yeah. And being being a ref, it's. I don't know if it, I'm just reading this wrong, but you just. You have the. The look on your face that you're loving it, but you're taking it very seriously at the same the same exact uh, moment. I think if you were to ask any of the guys in the locker room that I probably take the rules maybe a little too seriously, uh, like when guys are telling me their matches, I'll say like, no, no, that's illegal. Make sure I don't see that or. Like I'm, I'll throw it out, and I'll like I'll hold the guys accountable because I, I find that a it makes them better, and b it just makes the sport better uh, because like if you're gonna have a, a sport specifically a sport that we all know is is uh, entertainment 
for lack of a better term. You need to make it seem as legitimate as possible, and that's why we have rules. Uh, because without rules, like, what's the point of it? So when guys, when heels want to cheat, for example, and this is like diving deep into like psychology, heels should cheat. I think heels should cheat all the time. Now, heels should cheat all the time with things that are illegal with a five count. Or heels should find a way to make sure I don't see it. And that's on them. That's not on me. And, and for the love of God, don't say like, hey, look, what's that? That that drives me nuts. But uh, yeah, I think I have the best time doing it. But it's also like when things start to go off the rails, it's very frustrating. Oh, yeah, because there's been... Well, I'm just going to flat out ask it, and I don't want I don't want to say to say names, but you probably remember the worst match you have ever refed, right? The worst match I've ever refed. Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, For sure, I do. And I don't want to say I don't want to throw in to anybody under the bus because some days you may have a great match. The next one, who knows what happened? The chemistry might not be there. It just might not work. But. Can you go into a, li- well, a little bit about your the worst match you've uh, you you've ever been a well, a, well, a part of? Because yeah, no, um, so like a lot of people don't really understand this with tag team wrestling, and I think a lot of my least favorite matches that I've ever refed happen to fall in the tag teams. Uh, so in tag team wrestling, you have a legal man and you have an illegal man. So I'm going to pose a question to you: If the illegal man hits the legal man. Disqualification? Yes. Thank you. A lot of the people don't seem to realize that. <laughs> and uh, so there's a lot of times where it's like, guys, like you got to be making tags. Because the only thing you're doing is you're hurting me. And it sounds a little bit egotistical to say things like that. Um, but there was one tag match where it was just so off the rails that, like, by the end of it, I was like, this is just, I don't like, let's just finish this and get go, go home. Like, <laughs> so... And uh, I definitely do know my least favorite matches that I've ever worked, and I think most of them are tag team matches. And, like, I get it. The independent style is very much, like, do double teams, get your shit in. But, like, how hard is it to do a tag before you do them? Yeah, or the you got five seconds. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's another big thing. It's like, but you only have five seconds after a tag, and that's the only time you get five seconds. And, like, trying to explain that to some of the newer guys... Uh, who kind of watch the independent style of wrestling is uh, it's challenging, but I think like guys who are serious about being tag team guys definitely understand where I'm coming from, and, and uh, a lot of them will come up to me and say like, "Hey, like what what about this? What if we do this?" And uh, if it's something I can't see, I'll be like, "Hey, just tell the, the the baby face get in the ring so I can go over and be distracted. You guys do whatever you want behind my back because I don't have eyes in the back of my head and I have to see it." Uh, and I think just like for me as a referee being an educator is also very important I feel like on show days there were like nine different hats Um, definitely like making sure that anyone who has questions about rules or whatever can come to me I think that's huge oh yeah because um, actually I got one from Tyler Arrow Um, where is it Uh, and this is why I write my shit down. I hate going 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 to the phone. But, I feel you. Uh, usually when I have questions, uh, I forget about them and I don't ask them. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
it just uh, with this podcast, I want to make sure I get the questions in because so many people reached reached out. So many people just yeah, so many people reached out, and I just want to get them all 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 on there. But all right, while I'm uh, looking for that one, let's go to the Tyler Turva question. What's Brad's favorite Disney movie and the weirdest story that has happened to him since he became a ref? All right, all right. Uh, favorite Disney movie. That's hard because there's so many good ones. Uh, I'm going to throw a curveball because I legitimately think this is the greatest love story of our generation, and I'm going to say Toy Story 4. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I'm not going to spoil it, but my God, did I almost cry. Uh, what do you mean almost? Yeah, I, I did. I, I was yeah, in a I theater... I was in the theater with my four kids, and I was bawling my eyes out. Because the older I get, the more... E, uh, ever since I hit 35, I actually have emotions. And <laughs> I'm not the quote-unquote manly man and anymore. Like, I'm not afraid to tell people, I love you. I'm not afraid anymore yeah, to say... Either say these things and it took me longer than most people and I think doing the podcast was a huge part of this because I am so grateful just for someone's time like your yourself you're giving me a part of your time a part of your life to do this show and I am so grateful to every single person I've ever had on this like uh and and another thing about my co-host Tom Tom Morton he does 95% of the research for me, for the show, even for interviews. And he'll send it send it my way because he likes finding all that shit out. And he knows I'm a very busy guy, same as him. But he loves researching. It's something that he actually loves. And to have that guy help you out is awesome. I absolutely yeah, love it. No kidding. And, uh... Second part of the question, weirdest yep. thing that's ever happened to me in wrestling as a referee. I don't really think much weird stuff has happened. Uh, I saw the question earlier, and I was trying to rack my brain and and, uh, and think of something weird. Uh, honestly, like, I can't think of anything. If I, if I come back to, if something comes up to me yeah, during this podcast, I'll bring it up. I'll cut you off, and, and I'll bring it up. But as far as I know, like, just a usual run-of-the-mill, like, being in the States and... and you know, it's four o'clock in the morning and we have to be in Buffalo by 10 a.m. And we left Chicago two hours ago and it's a nine hour drive and the math doesn't line up. And, you know, we're stopping at a convenience store because we're all half asleep, but all so wired and we're arguing about what energy drinks better. Like that, that type of weird stuff happens all the time. But as far as like weird, memorable things, I well, we can't really think of anything. Oh, yeah, because it just... um I think wrestling attracts weird to it because oh, absolutely it does. And every wrestler I've ever had on the show, I love you to death. But including myself, wrestling fans are are a little weird. Wrestlers are a little weird. Refs are are yeah. a little weird. And weird, I find, are the more interesting people. Oh, like, for sure, it's, absolutely. Uh, like, I'd much rather be on a road trip with someone who's weird who can entertain me for you know, for example, eight hours to Chicago rather than someone who is just going to, you know, sleep. Oh, yeah. And road trips with both. But uh, the ones that I remember more are definitely the ones with the people who 
and you, you know, are up laughing and oh, yeah. having a good time. Oh, yeah. And those road stories are the things you guys actually remember the most, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And another question, since I know you're both in Canada and also the States, what's the biggest difference between a Canadian crowd versus an American crowd? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think it depends on the promotion as well. Uh, we've got a lot of really passionate fans in Canada, and I think 90% of the shows I work in Canada, there's a lot of passionate fans. Uh, when you go to the States, um, for example, uh, freelance pretty often. Uh, knock on wood, that still happens when uh, the borders open back up, but um, their crowd is very similar to like a super kicked crowd where they're not really wrestling fans per se, but they're there because they love the product it's a Friday afternoon or it's a Friday night rather and it's a great place to go hang out you get to watch people fight each other and the boost cheap so I think like there's a lot of similarities like I would consider you know like Destiny would be very similar I've never worked Destiny but I would assume it's very similar to like a warrior in the states where you know they have all these names come in it's a huge crowd and then you have places like Black Label uh, ESW all those places that are like just your your I don't want to say typical independence because I think Black Label does some really cool stuff <laughs> um, but you know you're you're seeing these guys grow from from a smaller company into bigger companies and I think the main difference is I think in the states there's just so many more people so you're gonna have so many more wrestling fans which means the independent shows are gonna be a little bit bigger oh, yeah. that's my long-winded answer <laughs> hey it's all Hey, it's all good. It's a podcast. We need long-winded an- answers. This would have ended if you just say yes or no. Or right, okay, right. good. <laughs> oh, that was the worst podcast I've I've ever done. I've never aired it. It was twenty minutes of the guy just answering yes, no, or I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh, That's he uh, he and he was a friend of mine. He wasn't a wrestler or anything. He just had an interesting story and. He still does, which one day I'll get him back on and hope because he didn't know what podcasting was. He thought it was just a yes or no interview. Oh, yeah, yeah, I see. And English is his second language, so I didn't uh, explain it well enough on my side because I think with podcasting, if the guest looks bad, it's my fault, right? I get that. I get that completely. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, yeah, because, uh, and also I have such, such imposter, imposter syndrome. It's not even funny. It's a, I'm very surprised when anyone says, oh yeah, well, well, I listened to your show. I'm like, people listen. I, cause you only see numbers and you never know unless somebody messages you. Right. Yeah, it's true. It's yeah. very true. And I've had some really interesting messages and people who I thought would, I can't have on the show for reasons, contracts, who listen, which is really kind of just crazy still, still to this day. And one day they will, they will be on the show and, and actually say, Hey, yeah, well, I've been listening for years, but there's three of them and I can't say anything. Oh, well, we'll talk off camera. Oh yeah. Yeah, of course. But yep. I won't do it now. Oh no. And I did find the Tyler Arrow question because um, I'm terrible with uh, my phone because 
Um, I'm just terrible with technology all around. I'm so surprised I get a podcast even out out some days. (laughs) Because uh, many trial and errors over over the years. It just. Oh yeah, just like um. Trying to put a podcast together. And my poor wife, um. I will practice stuff with like Skype or StreamYard or Restream or Facebook Messenger to see if it comes through okay before doing anything else to just be like, okay, is this working? No. Okay, tilt the camera. Okay, do this. Because she helps me out so much and it took me four years to get her on, on, on the show for like five minutes during the uh, Christmas show. But... Because she doesn't listen and has no interest in podcasts I mean, or wrestling or anything. It. Oh, yeah. I get it completely. Oh, yeah. And uh, Tyler Arrow's question. In your experience, what seems to be the most common things that are taken advantage of as a ref? That's part one. Then he sent me this one 20 minutes later. Uh, things like taking advantage of five to ten counts, lack of communications, things like yeah, that. I'm glad you said lack of communication. Um, this is something that I think I'm going to expose the business a little bit here, uh, but this is something that I think a lot of like a lot of new wrestlers don't realize is like I'm also a person, so if you need to relay a message, you can tell me, and I can go tell the other guy. Um, and I think the biggest thing is like you got to know. And Arrow, I want to preface this by saying this isn't about you at all, uh, because I think you're great. <laughs> um, but you, you gotta know, you gotta be listening. Uh, there's a lot of times where like people will be on the outside, and I'll be at like nine, and I'll have to stick my entire body out and almost yell directly into their ear that I'm at nine. Or you know, uh, I'm now that I'm gonna say this, you'll watch it and you'll see it every time. Uh, when I'm on a five count, I'll always give them like a physical cue as well as a verbal cue. So when I'm at four, I'll slap them in the back so that they know like, hey, like, let's go. Uh, or, you know, if I'm at nine, I'll give them a slap on the back. Uh, just like a lot of things that are both verbal and nonverbal cues. Uh, I think just being aware of those is very important. But uh, I think Arrow does a great job. I think he's got a big future. Because he's still super young. Oh, yeah. He's only 21, 22? Somewhere in there. Yeah. And I saw a video of him doing a moonsault from the second rope on the outside over the top of the corkscrew. Yep. My yeah. doesn't even know the physics behind that. Uh, he is... Okay. He is one of my favorite on, on, on Ontario indie people. Because behind the scenes, when I, when I did uh, Ethan Ethan's fight, he did his own graphics. He did his own. Um, he helped out a lot more than what he should have done. Like he went above yeah. and beyond, and he believed in in the cause. And and no, guys, I'm not putting on on a second show. If anybody asks asks me 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 that that again, I will be divorced. So I'm not putting a second show on. And. <laughs> Maybe who, who knows? It's uh, it. a wrestling, right? Um, okay. Never seen ever wrestling. That's what I've always learned. And I got two questions from Lewis Carlin, who does uh, Alliance Pro Wrestling Network, MLW Rewind with George Mackay, both uh, both well, very close friends from the OIW podcast network. 
go check out check out their shows. First one, what advice does you have for people aspiring to be, become a professional wrestling ref? Um, this is a, this is a question I get asked all the time. Um, I think the biggest thing you can do is listen, and I know, I know that's that's such like, uh, like a, a blanket statement is to listen, but you know, like when I broke in, shout out to Dustin Perry, uh, who really was like, hey, like this is what you need to do. He kind of like trained me uh, completely by himself in like, I don't want to say a short amount of time. But uh, it was like every time we had the ring set up, he was going through stuff with me. And, um, man, like I, I owe that guy everything. Um, but um, make sure you're listening. Make sure you know the rules. Uh, I think that's a pretty important thing. And then on top of everything, and this is my biggest like pet peeve with, with reps, is, and it, 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 it takes a long time to, to get comfortable in it because – these myself included started as fans and so when you shift to the other side and it's like okay like fuck now i'm in the ring and now i gotta figure out like where i'm supposed to be and what i'm supposed to be doing is the biggest uh critique i can give anybody is always look like you're looking for something because if you're just standing there you look out of place um you know, if someone has someone in a, in a headlock, I'm always down trying to see, like, are you doing anything wrong? Like, are you, do you have the headlock on or are you grabbing the eyes or type stuff or are you pulling the hair? Um, and just always keeping yourself, and this is going to sound so weird, um, but if you're a referee, you'll understand. Uh, keeping yourself out of the picture, but also in the picture. So basically what I'm trying to say is I shouldn't be noticed until I needed to be there. So when someone's doing a someone's doing something illegal you should see me the biggest compliment uh anybody can ever give a referee is if they ask oh you were my ref because that's means i did my job yeah um so get used to wearing earpieces because if you're on a show with me i bought radios so now you're using an earpiece awesome and i have been watching all right i'm in I've I have seen you ref a lot of matches over the over the years. Whether it's I I I I'm a London London guy, so I see you at Smash. I see you at I travel to Kitchener. I travel all I I travel when I could. I travel all over all 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 over the province. And one thing about you, you're always two steps off, so you're unnoticeable until. You need to be noticed. I, I, exactly what what you said because, yeah. and I just repeated you, which is which is dumb on my side. But you explained no, 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 no. it. You're hammering home, which I yeah. appreciate because there's too many refs that oversell, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Um, like I I'm guilty of it too. Like I'll I'll oversell sometimes, but like my whole goal is you shouldn't be paying attention to me unless. I'm needed to be paying attention to like if there's a moment that I'm throwing a heel out that's my moment if there's a moment where I'm doing a pinfall you know that's not my moment but I'm part of that moment and I think the biggest thing to being a referee is understanding that it's not your moment so if you think of like 
Hollywood blockbusters. You have actors, and then you have supporting actors. You're the supporter, always. If you're ever not the supporter, you're doing it wrong. Hmm. You explained it perfectly, and that's awesome. Thanks. No, it just like I gotta ask that question. Question. I think the, the best way to put it is is with the the Hollywood thing. Like, there's blockbusters, and you know, there's awards for the top guys, and then there's also awards for the supporting actors. And if you can think of yourself as a supporting actor, it makes the job a lot easier. Oh yeah, because. I think I've only interviewed one ref before, and you are you you describe it so so elo- eloquently, and you know exactly what you're you're talking about. It's just one of those things that are just like, like you make it very black and white. There's no gray. There's no nothing. This is what I what I do. And just like my shirt, black and white. Yeah. <laughs> and part two is, uh, if you could ref any match in history, yeah, sorry, if you could ref any match in the history of pro wrestling, what would it be? So, I'm a, I'm a, That's I'm a tough one. That's a real tough one. Uh, the first thing that pops into my head is Hogan and Rock, uh, because I was there as a kid, and to me, like, that was such a defining moment in my childhood uh, i was 11 or maybe 10 at the time it was 2002 so i was 11 and it was like everything about this is just wild and to be able to be not that i would want to take that away from kyoto but uh if i could i would uh just to be a jerk oh yeah because that is one of the I don't care what anyone says about Hulk, 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 Hulk Hogan, this, this, that, the, the other thing, but that match is one of those, I'd say, top five matches in all of all time, just because it has to be, just and, because of the spectacle behind it. Yeah, it was two generations aces colliding, like, yeah, it has to be. And the crowd, and they went with the crowd. They didn't go against the crowd, because they totally mm-hmm. flipped it, like, because the rocks, yeah, rock. Rock. When, it, when it started, Rocky was supposed to be the babyface, but when Hogan came out, he got the the babyface cheers, and kudos to those guys for, for flipping the script because they did a damn good job of it. Because personally, I always think The Rock's better as, as a heel anyway. But, Me too. Oh, yeah. And Hogan is... Rock's my favorite Rock. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just like uh, Hollywood Hogan was cool, but give me the red and yellow any day. Any day. Yeah, you know what? But when 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 Hogan uh, turned heel, needed to be done. Oh yeah, absolutely needed to be done. Gave him a whole new breath of fresh air. Oh yeah, man, that '80s Hogan is. You can't touch him. No, because and what? Like I'm 40, and I remember watching the build up to uh, WrestleMania three. This is my spark when I became a became a lifelong fan. I. It was the first time I watched the entire build-up. And when Andre ripped the cross off of Hogan, I was so upset. Like, like ev- I would mad. Like, and I would, like, I think I was yeah, six, no six, seven years old at the time. And I was so into it that 
parents brought me to a bar. We watched it on on the big the big screen TV with the back that was like three feet long, um, and it was just great. Let's see what else I got here. I love I always love hearing uh, like when people became fans because it's always everyone's got a different moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, like my earliest childhood memory is Stone Cold. Oh and yeah, that guy like. I even like to this day. I'm sitting at my my desk where I do all my podcasts, and I've got Stone Cold. So like, <laughs> clearly left left a uh, left a memory on me. Oh yeah, and as you see behind me, all 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 these toys, I do not own a single wrestling collectible. That is insane. I've never started down the wrestling. Really? Yeah. Uh, the wrestling act action figure thing because That's I know, me, yeah. I know for a fact if I would go down my that. You, yeah, my advice to you is don't do it. It's I would be broke and I would have a bunch of cool toys and I, uh, no house. About yep. a year or two ago, I started collecting. About, about a year or two ago, I started collecting uh, figures of guys that I've worked with. Oh boy! And then through then it's been like oh that's a pretty cool figure so i buy that one or like mm-hmm. man i really like that guy growing up so i'll buy that one and now like my bedroom has basically it's set up into two sections on the right side of my tv is all people i've worked with and on my left side of my tv is all ah shit that's a cool figure oh yeah just like um actually i'm gonna ask you one from uh cory stone if you had right. to show a match to someone who's never watched pro wrestling before in order to sell them on your favorite parts of the craft, what match are you choosing? So I've been thinking about this one all day too because I saw that one oh, on yeah. Twitter. Yep. And I keep coming back to it and I think I have to say I have two answers. Uh, if you want the storytelling answer it's going to be um, Dustin and Cody because that has everything in it it has uh like your emotion it has your wrestling it has your bloodshed and like at the end of the match like the the promo at the end where he's like i don't need a a tag team partner i need a brother like the whole thing is just so perfectly done um and then if i want to show them a wrestling match like like a physicality wrestling match you got to go with joe and kabashi because that match i watched it not too long ago it still holds up. And if you want to take a super random, obscure reference, you show them the six-man uh, Dragon Gate match from Ring of Honor in Chicago because that match is basically the the single defining moment of indie wrestling now. Oh, yeah. And that match is absolutely fantastic. And, and it's free on YouTube, so you have no excuse to go watch it. Uh, there... YouTube is such a wonderful thing for wrestling. It, it really is. Like all these indie companies, and I know IWW, IWTV? Yes. Yeah. There is there is that, which is amazing and awesome. But YouTube brings people into that. They yeah. make It makes them fans. If it were me and I was running a promotion and I wanted to get eyes on my products, I would use YouTube probably more often than not whether you're putting up a full match or a full show or just random matches and then if you drive people to iwtv 
where they can see the full shows and they can also you know you if i you come on for brad myers pro you might see freelance and be like oh shit freelance is pretty cool or you might see like black label and be like oh well black label's cool or you might see like paradigm pro or you might see you know zona 23 which is deathmatch wrestling in a junkyard like everything it's it, there's something on there for everybody and i just love it iwtv shout out to them they're the best oh yeah just like uh as i don't know if you can see behind me right here i'm i'm a hardcore wrestling fan so uh <laughs> and yeah fan of death proof and zona 23 and all the craziness that's out there but give me all the crazy man I love oh it. yeah i think so many people are really quick to shit on deathmatch wrestling but i think there's a place for it i think there's a place for everything i think there's a place for comedy wrestling i think there's a place for pure wrestling i think there's a place for death matches i think there's a place for for tags for women i, I love it give yeah me all it. just like uh one thing i i always tell tell people about deathmatch wrestling the story is always solid if they yeah. they know what they're doing. It's like yeah. uh, I'll use them as an 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 example. Uh, Warhead and MC Hard Harder Body when they main evented the last Death Proof show, I was totally sober the entire I in the entire the entire night. I was the DD, so when I'm doing that, I don't touch anything, and the and the story in that match was absolutely amazing from beginning to end and people may shit on death uh death match or hardcore wrestling but i would put the storytelling in death proof against pretty much anything because that's what drew me into that promotion as a fan when i saw them way back when at uh eight at Sorry to bring this up, up wrestling fans, but uh, HRT, when they ran their first show in London, that's when I learned about Death Proof. And I went, yeah. I I did the drive. My wife thought thought I was nuts at the at the time. She still does. But um, I made the drive to, to Etobicoke and saw my first Death Proof show. And I fell in, fell in love with the product that, that exact night. And it just, and I... I can remember Death Proof uh, running at a place in Guelph called Cowboys uh, Ranch. And it's just this concert theater, and they put the ring in the middle. And I, I God, I must have been like 19 at the time. And it was just like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. And like, Death Proof was forever like my favorite place. Because I think it, it all goes back to like UWA Hardcore. Uh, so they did a lot of deathmatch stuff back then. And they, like, there was never anywhere in Ontario that ever could hold a candle to what UWA was doing because you know they would bring in guys like Alex Shelley was there every month but then they'd also bring in deathmatch guys and so like the, the guys that they were their own like local guys were all deathmatch guys and they were just doing some crazy stuff uh, like on Twitter recently uh, the Blue Jabroni's been posting a lot of his stuff and there's a clip of Osiris blowing a fireball onto him and he catches on fire and runs up and Osiris picks him up and gives him a Death Valley driver into barbed wire. And it's like, what? I was 16 at the time and I was like, what is happening? This is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I have seen that clip um, recently. It's been making the aroundsy again. And it was amazing and it made me follow the trail to, okay, where's this? I'm looking at the video, yeah. the little gif, I'm like, okay, I gotta find out where this is. 
And I went down the YouTube rabbit hole, and about three hours later, I'm like, oh, it's one in the morning. I have to go to sleep now. So So the crazy thing about the UWA was they would give you matches like that, but then I also saw uh, Motor City Machine Guns wrestle Jushin Liger and Ultimo Dragon. It's like, what company is doing this now? Yeah. Uh, because if you can name one, tell me, because I'd love to be there. Because, like, to me, that that's always... The epitome uh, of wrestling is that y- you get a company that can put on the most insane death matches, but then also come back with like, "Hey, here's the best pure wrestling tag team match you're ever gonna see." Yeah, and I love those. That's why I love Death Proof because you never know what you're gonna get. Yeah, and the the shows can have like when they when what's his name uh, Tarek was their champion. He was putting on some of the most blistering kick-ass matches at that time and not not saying anything about Tarek now because he's still awesome but at that time it just was like every match on that card from beginning to end they went balls to the wall did the best of their style like there was one uh one match where the guys were just chaining and it was amazing to watch yeah and also watching Psycho Mike versus a blow-up doll was awesome I'm just saying. Dude, Psycho makes the best. I love that, Oh, too. God, yeah. Hell, yeah. Get after it. Oh, yeah, because tequila is awesome. Like, this... It's uh, a Tuesday. Uh, it's uh, my f- first day on the weekend, so... Perfect. Uh, my days... Oh, yeah. No, my days off are Tuesday, Wednesday, normally, so... Because right now I'm just taking whatever hours hours I can, I can get, so... I get it. You know. Oh, yeah. You know, work. <laughs> A uh, question for Brad from the Wanderer Wade Allen. He he actually sent me uh, three. Favorite collectible you have? My favorite collectible. Okay, so I have a Jushin Liger action figure uh, from Japan that uh, I got in an order when Ben Orman sent an order, and uh, yeah, so that's gotta be my favorite. I love Jushin. He's been my favorite forever. And uh, that's probably my favorite collectible. I'm trying to look around my room as I say that to see if there's any other ones that jump out. But uh, I think that one for sure. <laughs> yeah, the 80s uh, goodness be, be be behind me. And if you do want to see photos of the display case, guys, go 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 to the show shows. You'll see what I'm I'm, I'm uh, talking about. And I'm a little jealous. Oh yeah, no, and he's so fucking big too. It's great. Yeah, it's like, oh. I love it. Oh, and Metroplex behind him. I got Triptychon o- over there. Uh, Transformers guy, guy at all or? Uh, not me. No. But, uh, I've got a couple friends who are huge Transformer fans. Oh, so, just uh, uh, if you want to piss him off, just say, hey, I know a guy who picked up uh, the original Titan Metroplex for fifty bucks off off the off the uh, shelf. Oh yeah, I'm gonna tell him that. Oh sure. yeah. Uh, favorite food to make? Favorite food to make? Uh, so I've been making a lot of vegan food lately. Uh, and, uh, we've been trying to replicate Nashville hot chicken. Uh, I'm a big fan of Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they have the best chicken down there because they make it, uh, with the oil that they fry it in. And they make a hot sauce out of that oil. Uh, and we've actually made a pretty good vegan version. I'm not a vegan, but I am dating one. And, uh, it's kind of rubbing off on me. 
Hey, man, I've had to give up dairy and figure that out. I'm a French-Canadian cook, uh, my, <laughs> and I am a cook, and half of my food has cheese in it or yeah. some kind of dairy, and, oh, just saying goat cheese is a wonderful thing. Oh, my God, that oh, is yeah. my, it is it is my saving grace. I can eat it. Like, to, well, today for a dinner, I made homemade uh, homemade pizza. I'm seeing all this, like, lovely mozzarella on the wife and kids' food, and I'm, I'm looking at my goat cheese pizza. I'm like, oh, I'm happy. I Well, I like this because... Yeah, no kidding. Um, but, yeah, it's, to answer the question, probably uh, natural hot chicken. Uh, if you want to make a natural hot chicken taco because everything's better in a taco, that, uh, that works too. Oh, because... and Oh, are you a flour tortilla guy or are you a corn tortilla guy? I'm a hard shell guy. Hard shell. Which a lot of people, a lot of people don't like, but uh, I'm a hard shell guy for sure. Maybe it's because I love Taco Bell so much. But uh, I worked at Taco Bell for five years, and I actually met my wife there. So nice. Taco Bell has a special spot right there, and I am a double decker fan. Okay, With I'm the... a DLT guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just give me a hundred Doritos Locos tacos. But in the states, they have. Um, like a flaming hot Doritos Locos taco. Oh yeah, and I'm dying to try it. Are you a fire sauce guy or a hot sauce guy? Because it's quote fire. fire. I don't fire all day. Fire has more flavor to it, but I honestly yes. don't think it's as hot as their hot sauce. I don't think it is either, but I like the flavor. I, oh yeah. Sometimes I do both. Yep. But um, oh, the and it's got a nice flavor to it. But I love their mild sauce on my fries or or nachos. Yes, guys. Taco Bell in Canada has fries. Yes, they do. I'm sorry for you American listeners. The Fry Supreme is one of my favorite things. But Listen, the last time I was at Taco Bell in the States, they had uh, nacho fries at the time, which I'm pretty pissed off we don't have here. Hmm. Uh, it's basically french fries with the Dorito seasoning on them, and let me tell you, it was, it was perfect. Now I'm, now, now I'm sorry for bringing that up because... Yeah. Sorry, man. <laughs> Oh, now I now now I'm getting hungry again. Uh, okay, so we get off of food. Um, helpful tips to anyone who wants to ref, and we already covered that. So, anything else? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just like find a school uh, and reach out to people in the business. Like, if you send me a message, I'm not gonna just ignore you. I'll give you all the pointers I can, right. and uh, you know just. Don't be afraid to make contacts because, uh, you know, we've got a, a referee Facebook group with, uh, I think, a thousand referees from across the world in it, if not more. Uh, so, yeah, don't be afraid to reach out because uh, I think all of us want to grow the business. And the bigger we can get the business, the more success for us. And the more success for us, the bigger the paydays. And the bigger the paydays, the happier everyone is. Oh, yeah. And also refs are... Knowing a little bit about the business now that I do, a little tiny, tiny bit, <laughs> I know fuck all. But from what I've seen, the refs are some of the hardest working guys there because they're not the stars and they're just there because they absolutely love it. Uh, I think a big thing to know, ref won't add to a bad ref will take away from your match. And I think that's something that not a lot of people talk about. Um and I think that's important to say. So oh, yeah. if you want to be a ref, again, it, it harkens back to what we talked about earlier. Uh, know that you're never going to be the star, um, but know that you play a very, very, very important part. 
Oh yeah. And let me just go through my all my screenshots. I just want to make sure I got all these questions because the love I got from you was probably and honestly the most reaction I've ever got. And I've only done like I only put it up six hours. I was expecting like two questions because I got all my shit, but I'm like everyone else is just <laughs> so much better. <laughs> Cause I can well, do uh, Yeah. Thanks to the listeners for the questions because um I love talking so oh a podcaster loves talking no <laughs> <laughs> no kidding no way when you see commentary loves talking no way oh shit um let's see oh i think i just got another one up from a diamond jim low oh no i love diamond jim uh, no nah, he just uh retweeted it i i thought he had an, an actual question hey, well i changed my mind screw you diamond oh yeah Oh yeah, uh, stupid from stupid sexy Canuck on Twitter. I legit have no idea who this who this person is. Is um, it the same guy as stupid sexy Corbin? I hope so. I love that guy. <laughs> but if it's not, I'm sorry. Uh, he wanted to ask about ghost questions, and I sent him a DM, and then he never said anything else. So am I missing something here, or do you have do you do you have a ghost story? I don't have a ghost story per se, um, but I do have like a possession story. So I don't know if that counts. Um, basically, I, and I, I told this I think on uh, on Hackers podcast, but I was working at a summer camp, and uh, there was this weird cabin that no one ever really went into because it was kind of like a really sketchy cabin, and it was like in a weird area of camp. And uh, there's one day that right before dinner. Uh, there was some free time or whatever, so we were just hanging out with the campers, and all of a sudden there was just this, like, blood-curdling scream coming from that cabin, and we are like, what the fuck's going on? So we were like, okay, like, there's this one guy at camp who has night terrors, it's probably him, and, uh, you know, I, I ran to, like, the boathouse where the first eight guys were to be like, hey, like, I know we're not supposed to wake someone who has night terrors, I don't know if that's actually true or something that stepbrothers taught me, um, but you're not supposed to wake someone who's having night terror. And they're like, oh, no, that guy's not here today. And I was like, oh, then you need to come with me to the weird, sketchy cabin right now. Uh, when we got uh, this guy was sent down, and then all of a sudden he, like, shot up straight up in the bed, looked us all in the eyes, and told us, uh, like, our deepest, darkest secret. And it was like, what the fuck is going on? And then after we all talked about it, and we're like, hey, is what he said kind of true? And they were like, yeah. And, like, none of us had ever, to ever told anyone else at camp these, uh, these secrets. And it was like, what the fuck? So, to this day, I don't know if it was, like, some sort of possession or anything like that. But um, we had, like, the old guy at camp come down to an exorcism, which was, of course, a thing that happened. But, uh, yeah, that's my fun little possession story. Yeah, that's terrifying. Um, yeah. Hello? Hello? Coming through? Brett? You there, man? Yeah, I lost you for a, a half second there. That that was not creepy at all. You, you tell a possession story and then the computer freezes. Lovely. Yeah, no kidding, right? Yeah, so um, I'll be sleeping with this big-ass light on tonight, so... <laughs> I can find you, man. Like, I couldn't sleep 
for probably two or three weeks. Uh, ironically, it was one of my last days at camp because mm-hmm. I don't know if I could have stayed there too long. But, it's uh, it um, terrifying. Yeah, I've, I've, I've had a couple paranormal uh, encounters myself. And if you want to go listen to those guys, go through the uh, the archives. I think on the Wade and uh, Travis Moore, the Travis Moore episode, we get into ghost stories. Wade has a fantastic one. Like, it's a. Uh, I'm, def- I'm definitely gonna listen to that because I love stories. Ghost stories are they freak me out, but like in the best way possible. Oh yeah, it's like, and his is a legit scary one. Like mine is okay, his was yeah. I don't want to don't I I don't want to give it away, but go re-listen to that because we're gonna have another podcast at some time with a couple of us, and we just all tell ghost ghost experiences because I know it's not everyone's thing, and it's not your thing until you it. until you experience something and then you know. It's just one of those. Yeah. Yeah. It's and one of those things, man. Like, until you experience it, it's like, yeah, are they real? But it's like, yeah, they're fucking real, man. It's one of those things where just like, fuck, it's actually real. <laughs> and then your mind goes. Yeah, big time, big time. Yeah, and your mind just goes back and um, trying to think about all those bumps and weird things. Like, um,. Okay, this is one I've never told on the podcast ever before because it involves one of my one of my children. And oh, it's boy. not what you what you guys are thinking. It's um I from my couch, I can see the stairs perfectly fine. I and I see a hand. Like look 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 at this fucking shit right here. So you know, yeah, no, you yeah, 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 no, yeah, out. no BS. It's just even talking about this freaks me right out because I'm in the same house, um, and I don't like to talk about these guys here. But I saw a hand wrap around the band, uh, the edge of the stairway like this. So the wall is here, and I just see this hand kind of coming. I'm not doing it on the fucking camera. I'm doing it backwards. Yeah, just like that just around the corner and I knew for a fact that was not a child's hand I am six foot two well over 200 pounds I'm a big dude and just getting me moving felt like I was moving in slow motion to get up the stairs to check on the kids and I grabbed what I I brought a chair with me upstairs like, one of the kitchen chairs, I just grab it and go. Because I'm like, okay, I'm fucking somebody right up. And I get into my little girl's room. I see a shadow above her bed. And I walk one step in the room, gone. That's it. Oh, my God. It, that was one of the big ones. And, yeah, um... I have, I grew up in a haunted house, um, so I know what the feelings are, and I know what, like, the difference between some uh, somebody being in your house who's not supposed to be there versus something that's not supposed to be there are two very different feelings, yeah. 
and listen to your body, guys, and go with it. It's not, like, if you know something's wrong, something's wrong. Go go check it out. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. That's terrifying. Oh, I oh. That. oh yeah. No, it was one of those, and I'm showing you the goosebumps on my arm. They're receding now, but damn, that was one of those moments where I'm just like, and then yeah, we... Yeah, that's awful. I hate, I hate yeah. that you had to go through that, man. That's... Ooh, no thanks. And listen to the Travis Moore uh, and Wade Allen Allen episode, guys, for more ghost stories from all three of us. So, yeah, that one was... Yeah, uh, that one I've never actually told on, on the show because... And really, since that moment, there's been no activity. Which, That's because you scared the shit out of the chairman, man. Oh, yeah, because full, I... Uh, full like, I love it. Yeah, it was... Um, and I don't have, like, little folding chairs. No, no. I'm talking, like, a big oak chair I'm dragging up the fucking stairs to fuck somebody up with. Because, um, I have this rule. Fuck with the family. You're going to die. That's it. And not everyone. That's yeah. It's everyone has uh, certain lines that you don't cross. And now, are you ready for the Yomi Talks 10? Because I have had eight messages from people today looking forward to this, so I can't let you go without doing the Gilmy Talks 10. It's right, 10, it. 10 either-or questions. You can tell a story, single-word answer, whatever you want. It's just either-or. I'm uh, going to just shoot the first one off right now. Uh, PlayStation or Xbox? I'm an Xbox guy. I know that's a controversial opinion, but uh, I've been Xbox for a long time. I'm I got, an Xbox Series X guy right now. I got mine right there. So it's all good. Hell yeah. I'm still Xbox One because uh, finding one of those is harder than a PlayStation 5. Listen, I uh, I did the pre-order through EB Games. Oh, yeah. Uh, with the pay pass. So I'm paying 40 bucks a month for it. It's great. I love it. That's oh, decision yeah. I've And it's one of those things that I'm just like, out of everything right now, that's not something I need right now. It's fair. Yep. It's very fair. Oh, yeah. Uh, reading or, or movies? Movies. Always. I don't want to read the book. I'll watch the movie. All right. Um, it's a switch foot one. Oh, yeah. Do you like hero or villain? It depends on the circumstance. Uh, in comic books, definitely the heroes. In wrestling, more often than not, the villains. Hockey or football? Ooh, that one's tough, too. Uh, hockey, because I've been a fan longer. Oh, yeah. Uh, vampire or werewolf? Vampires. They're more deadly. Uh, poker or chess? Poker. I'm a gambler. Oh, yeah. And poker, it doesn't matter what cards you have. It's reading the other person, which is so much fun. Yeah. And, and also, I'm not smart enough to play chess. Uh, chess... <laughs> Honestly, chess is easy. You can do a basic defense in... I, I can teach you a basic defense in like two minutes and it'll defeat 90% of players. Alright, perfect. It's one of those things everyone's like, oh, chess is hard. No, you just find out a basic defense and play that and it pisses people off. Alright. Um, slippers or barefoot? Barefoot always. My Instagram name is Barefoot Brad. <laughs> socially acceptable to be barefoot in public i would be barefoot all the time oh man we this are whole no shoes bullshit is bullshit yeah it's my i'm looking at my slippers right there so 
Um, I I think for me it's because I'm so, I'm very flat footed. That could be it. So yeah, I need. Yeah, I, I, I need, I need the arch, shower or bath. Shower, but you put the plug in and you sit down, so it turns into a bath. So both. Ooh, yeah. Uh, me, I just love Epsom salts in 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 the tub. It takes all problems away for ten minutes. It's lovely. Yeah, that's, that's yep. a good point. All right. Um, let me look through here. I only got two left, so uh, uh, do 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 do. What's a good one? Ooh, apples or bananas? Apples, Granny Smith all the time. Granny Smith? Really? Of all the apples? Yeah, give me them sour apples every day. <laughs> uh, I'm a gala guy, so. All right, that's fine. Hey, they're good. Are you, apples, are you apples or bananas? Um, Bananas in my smoothies, apple for fruit. Perfect. I love that answer. Yeah. That's a good answer. It's just because I enjoy bananas in stuff like uh earlier today i made a batch of uh banana banana muffins like i love Perfect. bananas i love, banana I love oh yeah I love it's just yeah if i'm eating a fruit i'm taking an apple every day yep and last but not least ev- everybody who's listened to the show knows what the number 10 10 10 question is at all times toilet paper over or under oh i had to think about that because i knew that's what it was going to be uh, over <laughs> It's one of those, uh, yeah. Uh, now I must ask, how did you know that was the uh, question? Uh, because as soon as you said toilet paper, I was like, it's either he's going to ask me if I use one ply or two ply, or if it's over or under. What kind of monster uses one near ply? That's like the uh, that's monsters. that's the kind of stuff you find in, in a gas station. You don't use that yeah, in no. in the house. Shout out to the Home Depot bathrooms. One all day. Oh, I'm 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 so sorry. Uh, at my work, we buy our own, so we don't oh, have what? to use the. Yeah, we yeah we all chip in. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. So we don't use the fucking uh, one ply that's supplied because it's our own bathroom. It's like. Listen, you take. You take one ply, you quadruple layer that shit. You're fine. Oh yeah, it just. It's, I came in into this, this, this environment. They're like, Hey, everybody chips in for a proper TP. I'm like, I'm, I am, I'm okay with that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a good idea. I might bring that to, to work when I'm back. <laughs> oh yeah. Just be like, and it works out to be like, the, you know, those huge cases it works out to be like 75 yeah. cents each. And what? you, you have like t- toilet paper for like, for, for like the next, the next two to three months. And it's just yeah, like, I'll do that all day. Yeah, it's like one of those one of those things where it's just like I don't want to use this. It feels like sand, like sand, sandpaper. Even if you quadruple it, it just I still hate it. But that's just me. It's not great, but uh, no. it's better than no toilet paper. <laughs> uh, once again, to the gas station bathrooms when when we've all had that experience where you're just like, oh, I need to go so bad, and you just drop drop and go because you just made it. And it's like, fuck. Oh, I guess these. I'm going commando for the rest of the day. All right. Yeah, it's happened. It happens to all of us. Oh yeah. Especially when you're uh, on the road. Oh yeah. <laughs> and where can people find you on social media? Uh, all my socials are at Brad Myers Reps, um, Instagram, Twitter. You can have me on Facebook, Brad Myers. Uh, 
my podcast is a not so wrestling podcast it's the podcast where i talk to wrestlers about not wrestling and uh other people in my life uh it's, it's a good time oh yeah and guys go check it out a show because it is fantastic i i have a love of the episodes with sane saber on because he just makes me laugh the shit he says Dude, that guy, I, I want to shout him out real quick shout out to shane saber because uh, in the past year during lockdown that dude and i have spent basically every weekend together uh just doing random stuff we went camping for a while we uh went to a couple cottages so shout out that dude for keeping me sane during the weird covid19 time when there's been no wrestling and I know he's not, he's not going, probably not going to listen to this, but hey, Shane, if you ever want to do a, well, well, a podcast, because I forget to message people all the fucking time. And I am the worst with getting back, get, getting back to uh, people, which one of the things I'm working on this year when somebody says, oh yeah, I, well, I want to do a, well, a podcast. And then they message me in two weeks. Hey, when are we doing the podcast? I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Uh, because I'm my oh and just because life gets so hectic and this and that and craziness and oh and before i sign off though i do want to say one thing thank you for being so open uh about i can edit this or or not but i just want to say thank you for being so open about mental the mental health health, health issues and congratulations on four years man Thank you, man. That's that means a lot. Uh, I think the most important thing, and this is a good note to end on, yeah. uh, that we can do for mental health is talk about it. I know there's a lot of us uh, in pro wrestling right now, especially in the Ontario scene, that, that struggle with with mental health. And I think uh, just being able to have an open space for people to talk to us, and we can talk to each other about it, is super important. Uh, that being said. If you guys ever need someone to talk to, my DMs are open. Just slide in and uh, we'll have a chat. Oh, yeah. Because I've had many family members, many friends. Like, fuck it. I'll, I'll, I'll say it. I've I've taken ropes and cords off of a buddy's neck a, well, a few times. Literally with what it, my, one of them, my, my, my keys. Because it was the only thing I had mm-hmm. on me. And anybody who's ever going through anything, the numbers are 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 out there. Go find them. Go talk to somebody. Anybody, find somebody. Okay. And Brad, thank you very very much for for coming on, man. Dude, it was my pleasure. Let's do this again. Oh, we are certainly doing this. I want to do a three way combo with you and Sane Saber because I think that'll just be really fun. <laughs> yeah we'll do it that sounds great i'll talk to him we'll set it up oh yeah because you know me i forget shit hey guys i told you that was a fantastic fantastic interview with the one and only brad Dan myers a man of many hats and good just a good fucking dude to talk to eh he i really enjoyed doing this show and yes it got a little serious at the very the very end there so if you guys are have are having any any troubles with mental health hey mine mine and him's him ah mine and him's me and his dms are open for people who want to chat and i try to get back to as many people as i can but you guys know life life is a uh, busy but i will get back to you at some point but i just want to say 
Thank you for Brad for coming on. It was a blast talk talk talking to him. We are definitely definitely doing this again. And and yeah, that's about it. I just want to say thank you very much for well for listening, guys. Go check out batsinthebelfryart.com if you need any commission work at work here done for hey Valentine's Day's coming up really really soon. So if you need something a little different than the than the norm and something that somebody will absolutely love, go check that out. If you need any graphic designs, go check out Rob Day Day Five Five Nine. Just message me. I'll direct you to him because he is one one of the best graphic dudes I have ever ever worked with and yeah that's about it i just want to say thank you very much for listening go check out powered for tv use a promo code genres get 50 percent off there for the best of independent british wrestling or uk wrestling i'm not really sure what the difference is yet but hey i'm a i'm a learning all right guys i will talk to you in 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 a few everybody Try to do one thing that's kind for people to, what are they? Whether it's holding the door, whether it's punching a loudmouth in the face, totally your call, but <laughs> no, don't assault people. That's no good, but I will definitely talk to you later. Oh, and just letting you guys know, I am getting together with there, Tom. We are going to get a, well, a show up, another talking with Tom. He's been very, very busy, and I just want to let you guys know where that talk to you later. Bye, guys.